Glory to God, right? Uh, glory to God. 18 years of ministry in this area. It's, 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 praise God, huh? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for how you've used us uh, to touch people. And uh, we're going to celebrate that. Today we're going to do a lot of different things. I'm not really going to be teaching. I'm going to be interviewing people from our congregation and having them tell stories and ministries they're involved in, so we can just celebrate uh, what the good things that God is doing here in our ministry. But the first thing I want to show you is our postcard. You got the postcard there. Take that out. And uh, we designed that we designed it differently uh, this year. Uh, in the sense that it's longer, so it's a little more noticeable. Uh, and then, how many got postcards in it so far? Okay, is that Crystal Lake or Lake in the Hills? Okay, I didn't get one. <laughs> all right. But all that to say, that's great. And if you're our guest today because of a postcard, it's wonderful to have you. But this is focused on next Sunday. And so I was talking to a postal postal specialists, and they said, what you want to do is you want to put your main message right in the front next to where they look uh, if it's for them or not, okay? And so that's why we have that grand opening, and so we kind of summarize everything right there uh, on that left side. Uh, and the kids will love going to church. Uh, how many put your yard signs out out there? All right. Well, we have more yard signs to put up. It's been interesting. People have been coming up and saying, you know, I have people around me that come to Springbrook. <laughs> you know? So it's kind of a fun way just to kind of go around and see where uh, people live that attend our church. But more importantly, it's a way to witness to our neighbors. I had one guy share with me uh, that it was really a step of faith for him to put that yard sign out uh, because he was going public. Okay, and so that is evangelism. That is reaching people for Jesus Christ. Is just putting a, a yard sign out there and letting people know that you're a Christ follower and uh, starting conversations with them. Uh, then, of course, you have the rest of the card, uh, our Kid City, uh, the new series that we'll be doing on the attributes of God. Uh, so I'm looking forward to teaching that. And then Trunk or Treat uh, is uh, going to be on Sunday, October 26, 4 to 7 p.m. And that's like an indoor trick-or-treating, kind of like a mall trick-or-treating, but much better. Uh, and we're going to be rallying people uh, to serve in different areas, and it's going to be a blast. It's really going to be fun. So the nice thing about this is that you can go either way with it. Uh, so if you think they might not come to church, you say, hey, I just want to talk, invite you out to our trunk or treat uh, that's coming up. All right. Uh, so and then when uh, again, depending upon who the person is and if they, you think they would come, uh, we'll use this card again. And, and this will be our trunk or treat invitation. We have enough cards for that. And we want you to tell every you know, neighborhood kid about it because it's the easiest invite. You see, friends, you know, when we entered into the disciple-driven vision, uh, you know, to reach uh, the world uh, for Jesus Christ uh, and the different ministries that are tied uh, to that, you know, we are really putting our faith in God. And that's the most important thing is that, God, you know, you're going to provide for all of our needs. And I just want to encourage you just to pray for our family. Pray that 
seekers would come and they would know to come to know Christ and mature believers would come and they'd get involved and engaged and, and that God would meet all our, our, our needs. Uh, but we've got to pray and that's why we have our morning of prayer. Take this sheet out. Um, morning of prayer. Uh, so what you want to do uh, is on uh, Saturday, September 20th, uh, from 7 uh, to 11. Uh, so we have four different times you can come out. One hour, uh, or come out for a whole morning if you'd like. That's what I do. Uh, but come out for one hour and let's pray that God would bring people to our church. That we would go out and reach people. Uh, that people would be transformed uh, by uh, the good news of Jesus Christ uh, through our ministry. So I really challenge you. Uh, and I think we only had maybe 15 sign up. So uh, I want to encourage you during the service uh, to say this is, this is the most powerful thing we can do as a church. Not worship service, not small group, uh, but praying together. And God will listen. And every, every person that shows up adds more power uh, to the mix. Uh, so again, it's just a one-hour deal. Bring your kids with you. Uh, and uh, so it's 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 10 a.m. And uh, if you could write down your name and email on this insert. Your name and email on your insert. And I especially uh, challenge all of our leadership uh, to be there. If you are a small group leader or if you are uh, overseeing uh, leaders in another ministry, I really want you to be there and to encourage people uh, to be there. Because friends, the only way God is going to do miracles, like I talked about last week, is if we ask Him. If we don't ask Him, He's not going to do it. So uh, I really encourage you to come out uh, to that uh, particular event. And again, be handing these out to... Neighbors, whoever, uh, you know, we have packs in back. You can, you know, take them and, uh, you know, spread them around town, you know, put them up in stores if they'll allow you to. Uh, we're, we're all a team here, okay? And if you're sitting there and you've come to Springbrook for a while and say, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's, we need you to be fully engaged, okay? If we're going to do... If God's going to do wonderful things through us, everybody has to get on the field and, and do something. Where, you know, this is step, step outside of your comfort zone. That means different things for different people. All right? Okay. Uh, just wanted to encourage you in that way. Well, it's hard to believe that, uh, nine, let's see, 19 years ago, in eight months, that Lori and I moved to uh, Crystal Lake Road. And uh, we came uh, with a vision uh, to start a church. And that was about a year and a half before the church started because we had to develop a launch team and that type of thing. So we had a lot of different type of events to try to attract people and to catch the vision. And I think about 10, 10 couples caught the vision and got excited about it and were part of our launch team. And then, in 1996, starting in April, we had uh, three preview uh, services, and uh, just to give people a taste of what this ministry was going uh, to be like. And we did that throughout the summer, and then, on September 14th, or excuse me, September 15th, 1996, we had our first official 
gathering. And it's the 14th now. It's almost 18 years. And, you know, we just need to praise God today for everything that he has done uh, through this ministry because it's been all about him. And that's what we focus on. And he's the one who empowers. So anything that's happened through this ministry is because of his work. Well, I just am thankful to be a part of this amazing journey. I mean, I just, you know, <laughs> I just thank God that he used me, <laughs> somebody like me, uh, to be a part of this. And, um, you know, I just want us, our hearts to be filled with thanksgiving uh, today. Let's pray together. Dear God, we, we can say thank you so much for blessing this community with your church. Thank you for always providing for our needs. Leaders, volunteers, gifted musicians, and wonderful people who at one point chose Springbrook as their home. You have worked through us over 18 years touching thousands and thousands of people, whether they attended our church uh, at one time or were a part of one of our ministries, our WANA clubs, and of course the missionaries that we've supported. Uh, you've used uh, our generosity to you uh, to extend their ministry and reach more people for Christ. Now we come humbly to you to say thank you for using us to be ambassadors of the good news. Amen. 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 Okay. Let's see Psalm 150 up here. It's uh, just the most powerful psalm of praise. And that's what we want to do today is celebrate God. So why don't you all stand up? And we are going to read this uh, together, celebrating who our wonderful God is. All right. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Amen. Next slide. Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with lute and harp. Praise Him with tambourine and dance. Praise Him with strings and pipe. Praise Him with sounding cymbals. Praise Him with loud clashing cymbals. Don't you love that? Use everything you've got to praise the Lord. And probably the easiest way we can do that right now is to cheer and to clap and give God the glory. Okay? Uh, we're praising Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Well, today is going to be different, as I said. I'm going to be interviewing a series of people uh, who uh, are going to tell stories about ministries they've been involved in, how their lives have been changed by Springbrook. But first of all, I'm going to bring out the Springbrook historian, Laura Schweber. Uh, Laura has been at Springbrook for 17 years, and she's got an incredible memory. Yeah, amen. Amen? Yeah. She's just been a wonderful gift uh, to our ministry. And uh, she uh, has served on staff here. She was our children's director uh, for five years and did an incredible job. And then uh, 
we brought her back through our disciple-driven initiative because we were trying to think of what are the key things we can do to continue to make a greater impact on this uh, area. And that was, you know, when people come as guests, we want to fully welcome them, give them every opportunity to connect with us. Now, if they, they feel this isn't the church for them, that's fine. But we really want to engage. And we weren't doing that to the degree that we should. And also, for people who are kind of, you know, growing away from Springbrook, we want to make sure that we had a chance to talk to them uh, and process if there are any issues or anything like that. And uh, I'm so grateful to have Laura uh, back on staff uh, with us. She brings a lot of laughter and fun uh, to the office. <laughs> it is good to be back. <laughs> All right, Laura, tell us, what, what, what was your first year that you attended? Uh, we came at the first year anniversary. They sent out a postcard like they've continued to do over the years, announcing a children's um, fun animal event. Um, so we came out, and it was, yeah, your first anniversary. Been there I'm ever so since. Glad, you used that post, glad you used that postcard uh, to bring you and Gary and Josh and uh, Nikki out. Um, now, in those days, uh, like in the Hills Elementary School, how did you guys feel about going to, to a church in a school? We had been away from church, and my husband was not a believer at the time, and he actually loved that it was in a school because he didn't feel like it was too churchy, and so that made him feel more comfortable. Yeah. How did you get involved in children's ministry? Uh, There was a blurb in the program. Um, They needed help in the pre-K room, um, and we could tell they were stretched thin because we'd hand over our daughter, who was a year and a half, and then we saw the same lady singing a few minutes later. Obviously, (laughs) someone was watching her, but we could tell they were stretched a little thin. (laughs) That's right, exactly. Give us an idea of what it was like uh, having a children's ministry in a school. Um, I mean, it was a great program. You know, you can obviously teach about Jesus anywhere, but, you know, the toddler room was in the hallway and the pre-K room was in the library, so we had to make sure the kids weren't, you know, ripping pages out of books all the time and um, spread out from one end to another. It's kind of a sprawling school. So, you know, it wasn't ideal, but we made it work. Amen. And right now I'd like everybody who started attending Springbrook at Lake in the Hills Elementary to stand up. All right. Let's give these guys a hand for their faithfulness. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I tell you, the core that got it started and are still here. It's just beautiful to see you. All right. Um, now. Then we uh, met at Licking Hills for three years, and then we went to Jacobs High School. And uh, how was that a change? Um, it was very exciting. I mean, anytime something's new, the auditorium was the theater, so we didn't have to set up chairs every morning. Um, but we were still lugging the purple bins to set up the classrooms and lunch tables to divide the groups. Um, you know, so it wasn't our home um, because we had to clear out every day. Yeah. Um, and so we couldn't make it very appealing as in looks for the kids. Uh, Now, we've been in this building for eight and a half years. What was that like to step into this building? Uh, It was very exciting to watch the building go up. Um, My husband was very glad I moved the purple bins out of our garage (laughs) and into the church the final time. So, I mean, just having murals on the wall and making the kids' area appealing to children and having more resources available every day just helped us to 
teach them about the Lord. Amen. And uh, what do you love about being part of the Springbrook family? This is home. I mean, I just don't know what to do if I'm not here on Sunday morning. The relationships we have through our small group, through serving, through working here, um, you know, this is extended family. And, you know, Dan's our pastor, and that's just how it is, and we love it here. And uh, Gary... Uh, Gary had a major life change. Yes, so back in Lake in the Hills, as I said, he was not a believer. Um, Dan came to our home several times. We had another friend that was a pastor that spoke to him, and he did accept the Lord the winter after we started coming. Uh, Josh also accepted the Lord. He was five five years old at the time, kindergarten, and Miss Anita led him to Christ, as she is still doing to this day in kindergarten. teaching. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) Well, Laura, I want to thank uh, God for you so much. Let me pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for Laura and Gary. And the the body of Christ is just a tremendous thing of how you bring people together with all type of gifts and personalities. And uh, I just want to thank you for uh, Laura and Gary's and the kids' faithfulness uh, to our ministry. I also want to thank those who stood up, uh, who were part of our original Lake in the Hills uh, group. I want to thank them for that, their faithfulness and how they've walked uh, through 18 years uh, this church ministry. And certainly in any church, there are ups and downs. Uh, but they've, they've remained committed, and I'm just so thankful for each one of them. In Christ's name, amen. amen. Thanks so much, Laura. You want to know anything about our history? Talk to her, okay? Uh, next we have Penny Jerzak. Penny Jerzak is going to come out, and she's going to tell us about the the uh, Kids Hope Ministry uh, that she leads. So, uh, Penny, tell us how you came to Springbrook, and when was that? Okay, about five years ago, I was invited by a friend of mine to attend a mom's uh, small group. And I went to that a couple of times, and then they invited me to come to church, and we've been coming ever since. What do you love about uh, the Springer family? I, we started in the fall, and um, there was, as soon as we came, there was a lot of serving opportunities. And that is one of my spiritual gifts and what I feel called to do, and um, I just love being able to serve here. It makes me feel connected. And I also love our WANA program and Kid City for my boys. I have an uh, 8-year-old and a 10-year-old, and um, both have been really touched by coming to the kid uh, programs here at Springbrook. Now, through our HeartStrong initiative, our Compassion initiative, uh, we started a ministry called Kids Help. Tell us about that. Okay. Um, Kids Hope is a mentoring program, and back in April of 2012, Um, We had 10 mentors uh, starting out at Lake in the Hills Elementary School, and uh, what we do is we go there and we mentor one child, and um, we spend an hour with them each week. We meet with them during their lunch and recess period, um, which goes to about an hour, and a lot of times we just play with them. Sometimes we just sit and listen to what's going on in their worlds for, you know, what they've been going through for the week. Some mentors are really great about bringing crafts and 
Um, some read, some play, um, but basically we just hang out and um, we just do with a, you know, kind of follow the child, see what they need that particular day. Um, I lost my train of thought. But, um, well, it's amazing. I mean, you think about an adult going to a child's uh, you know, school once a week, and, and it wasn't until we got into this that we understood how powerful that was. And you have some stories uh, to share with these, us. These are the best. These speak way better than I can about this program. Um, this first letter that I'm going to read just a part of came from um, one of the third grade teachers at Lake in the Hills Elementary School. And um, like I said, we started in the beginning of April. Um, I mean, we started back in April of 2012, which is really towards the end of the school year for District 300. So we were only able to mentor for about six weeks. Um, and we received this letter within those six weeks. <clears throat> I'm just going to read part of it. I just want to personally thank you for the time you have devoted so far to Jack. Jack has really had a difficult time adjusting to Lake in the Hills since he came in October. He was constantly angry and upset, and I tried everything I knew how to do to try and help him. He found himself in a lot of trouble in all areas of school. Jack took an extremely long time to open up and act as part of our classroom. Since your time with Jack, I have noticed an incredible difference. If someone would have told me this could happen, I never would have believed it. He is almost a new child. He is genuinely happy, and to me, this is the best part of the experience. He smiles often and loves getting 95% and 100% on his behavior charts. His mom is ecstatic, and I cannot express how truly pleased I am as well. Wow, that's great, huh? Man. Now, of course, we can't share the gospel with these kids, but it's the love of Christ that we're extending uh, to them, and, and the Holy Spirit can do the rest. Now, Penny, do you need, need any help? <laughs> Funny you should ask. Uh, we have a new principal at Lake in the Hills Elementary School this year. His name is Nate Jarrett. He is wonderful, very excited about the program, very thankful for everybody who's coming in. And I, I was telling him about the, the folks that we had returning and he said, well, you could never send us enough volunteers. So if it's something that's on your heart, I encourage you to get some more information. We'd love to have you as part of our program. Yeah, and part of this, uh, this pink sheet uh, explains a little more about Kids Hope. And uh, you can sign uh, your information there. And uh, we'll get back to you as quickly as possible, hopefully by April, excuse me, September 21st, just next, by next week. If you could put this in there today, if, if you feel any interest in this, and Penny will go back to you and explain it to you. And, uh, but we're just so thankful uh, that we can be used in that way uh, to touch kids' lives. Let me pray for you, Penny. Oh, Lord, thank you for how you lead our ministry to touch our community. And that's a lot of time. You know, every week these people go and spend time uh, with kids who are in need, kids who are struggling. And that's, that's compassion, Lord. And I just want to thank you for Penny and her leadership. And I pray that more and more people would step up to this opportunity. In Christ's name, amen. Let's thank Penny again. Next, we have Bill Zaletti, Brother Bill Zaletti coming out, and uh, Bill is a piece of furniture here around Springbrook. Uh, 
he's always here, always all over the place, as well as he's on the board at Sun City, and uh, he's just all over there. <laughs> so he is maximizing uh, his retirement with Mary as well. And that's just such a beautiful thing to see, just giving your life away like that. So how did you first hear about Springbrook? Well, Mary was working um, at Tom's across the street when they were building this church, and we had just moved here from Baltimore, and we were looking for a, another church home. And so uh, around June of 2006, we came one Sunday, and we've been here ever since. We love the music. We love the message. Um, and we found the people warm and welcoming. So. Amen. That's awesome. What do you love about uh, this family? The people. To say the very last, least, it's the people that we like here. Um, we love coming on Sunday mornings. We find the messages um, important, and, and they just they, they make our week. They start our week right every yeah. week, along with our daily devotionals. Yeah. But we love the people. And it's the relationships that we built here. It's the opportunity to meet the people, to talk to the people, um, and to work with them and to, That's right. to uh, worship with them. Yeah. Now, you guys are just great at meeting new people that come through the door. And, and hopefully, preferably next week, we'll have a lot of new people coming through the door and over the next month or so. Uh, so just tell everybody uh, some tips on how to make those connections. Okay. Um, the first thing, when they first walk in, when you see a new person walk in, if you're, whether you're on the uh, uh, first impressions team or not, you walk up to them and just say hello and good morning. Uh, thank you for being here. Welcome. Uh, after the service is over, you sort of watch for them. You keep an eye out yeah, and yeah. you watch for them. And uh, after the service is over, you go up and you thank them for joining you today. Yeah. Uh, and then um, you, you ask them to uh, come back and to seek you, That's to right. find you, so that they're, right. they've got yeah. a contact point. And you sort of come alongside them and make them feel welcome. We also try to introduce them to folks that are, you know, in their peer group. If it's mm -hmm. a younger couple with children, introduce them to someone who has children here so they, again, start to build those relationships. And if at all possible, get them into a small group. That's and that's yeah. not the first week, but just yeah, as it exactly. goes on, get them into a small group. Boy, I tell you, that that's a perfect example of, you know, what we should be seeking to do. I know everybody doesn't have a personality like Bill, but you can go up and just greet people and say hello and make that connection. And you know, Sunday morning is mission time here at Springbrook, right? We're come to worship God. That's our number one priority. And the second priority is if there's anybody at this church that, that's new or maybe you haven't met them yet, to connect with them. We talk about the 10-minute rule, that after service, uh, the important thing is not to talk to your friends. I know we're tempted to do that. But take 10 minutes looking for someone you don't know. doesn't matter if they've been here 13 years or whether this is their first Sunday. But take that time this fall. Let's get more in the habit of that. Of just as we walk out into the atrium, be looking for people we don't know, introducing ourselves. And you know, they were, no matter how long they've been around, all you have to say is how long you've been attending Springbrook. And uh, you can start a new relationship, new friendship, and all that kind of thing. Now, uh, you've also been very involved in our small group ministry out at Sun City. Tell us about that. 
Well, right after we uh, started with Springbrook, uh, we joined a small group. In fact, with that September of the same year, 2006. And we've been in that small group ever since. Um, mm. We, uh, Mary and I, decided to uh, start our own. Actually, we started with the same situation we have coming up this uh, next Sunday. And there's a sermon alignment series. We opened our house up as a uh, host home, and then we moved from there into a small group. Eventually, uh, with all the commitments Mary and I had, we merged that small group with our current small group. Uh, and we never left the other small groups, so we're now back with them. But that group has now grown to 30. No. Um, it's a huge small group. It's a small church, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what we're doing this fall is um, another couple has stepped up, and Mary and I, um, and we're taking, instead of two homes, we're, we're subdividing the group into four homes oh, so that wonderful. you can really get it down to a manageable level of around eight people per home when you're studying these important DVD series. So. Wonderful, yeah. We're looking forward to that next week again. We start, as Richard was talking about, a small group alignment series with my message, you know, the God I thought I knew. And we're talking about the attributes of God. And so we really encourage you to be involved in a small group uh, and take that step, again, of faith uh, if you've never done that uh, before. But you don't have to live in Del Webb to be involved in these things, right? No. No, <laughs> okay. no we actually have a number of couples that don't live in Del Webb. Yeah. That, mostly seniors who are retired because we yeah. meet uh, in the mornings and the afternoons. Yeah, right, exactly. One of the other important things about small groups is how they support each other. Yeah. Uh, there's so much going on in our lives that we need support for regardless. In our case, we're seniors, um, and seniors do have some issues from time to time that they need help with. And so we're always supporting each other, praying for each other, working on uh, issues, carrying somebody to a, a doctor's appointment or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's very important. And that builds those relationships. That's right. It really builds yeah. a relationship at that point. So if you're interested at all, talk to Bill Zaletti, and he'll tell you what's going on. And he'll become your friend right away. That's just how Bill is. Now, Bill and Mary uh, really uh, were the leaders of our cafe. I mean, in terms of so many different areas, in terms of putting it all together, getting all the materials, and now they lead it. How many like the cafe, huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's thank Bill and Mary yeah, for all their work. Uh, so uh, do we need any more people in the cafe? Yes, we do. Uh <laughs> Yes, we do. We need several people. Um, there, are two, there are two primary functions on Sunday morning in the cafe. One is called a barista, and the barista are the ones that make your coffee when, when you uh, place the order. And the other is the cashier who, who actually takes your order, writes it on a cup, gives it to the barista to make it, and, uh, and, and then they collect your money and their funds for it as well. So uh, those are the two positions we need. So if you're interested in one of those Two positions, please get uh, get to uh, Mary or I and let us know your interest. I also would like to take, since yeah, Dan's not sure. up here to ask me another question, sure thing in there. <laughs> I'd also like to take this time to thank um, uh, all the other people that worked on this cafe. Mary and I didn't build this cafe alone. Um, at, at the very least, and I know I'm going to forget some names, but Kurt Herman and Don uh, Noren, uh, worked with us to help build this. So mm -hmm. it wasn't a singular outfit. That's right. uh, Ray Hernandez helped us uh, yeah. hang the drywall and, 
you know, th these are team efforts. They're not an individual effort, and I want to make sure that we all understand this. You don't put something like that together with one individual. That's um, right. So uh, I want to thank them. Let's give them a round of applause all right. for they did. Hey, guys, if you could pull out uh, the first serve survey uh, from your program. This is something that we talked about last week, and I asked you to go home and pray about it. But, you know, there's so many different areas that we need people in uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And basically, you fill out this information. Uh, Laura Schwaber uh, will follow up with you and uh, find out what area of ministry you're involved in. And all the ministries are listed here. And, uh, for example, if you hear something like the cafe, uh, you can just write down cafe, all right? Or any other ministry that you might be interested. Uh, so like in the help me section, you can just put a check down uh, for people can help in the cafe. So, yeah, that has been just a great way to welcome people and uh, help people uh, to feel comfortable. Well, let me pray for you, Bill. But I want to thank you so much uh, for Bill and Mary Zaletti. Every person who's a part of the body of Christ is important. And they have different wraps, they have different gifts, they have different personalities. Uh, I want to thank you for Bill and his leadership. I want to thank you for the skills you've given him, the spiritual gifts you've given him. And I pray you continue to bless Bill and Mary and all of our seniors uh, and just help us to continue to think of ways uh, to meet needs and lead them to Jesus. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Next, we're going to have um, Ray Hernandez. Oh, no, excuse me, Joe Hike. I'm sorry. <laughs> I lost my place. Okay. Uh, John Pushbarage, that's where is that up next. John Pushbarage is uh, one of our elders here at Springbrook, and he just is very mature in the Lord and has walked with the Lord for many years. And uh, he uh, and his family uh, have been such a blessing to us. Now, when did you come to Springbrook? How did you hear about it? Um, We've been coming here since 2008. Uh, one of our friends told us about the Avana program, so our uh, uh, twin daughters, they came over, and uh, Carnegie suggested that we try out the service on Sunday. So we came on Sunday, and uh, we've been here ever since. Amen. <laughs> and uh, how did, uh, you know, we, we talked about our disciple-driven initiative, and then we had the Heartstrong initiative. Uh, you've got some great stories about how God shows up. All right, so first tell us about uh, Heartstrong. Okay. So um, during the last initiative, uh, Carnegie and I uh, made a pledge. Uh, so we prayed about it and we made a pledge. And then uh, three months later, it was time for our merit raise at my workplace. Um, HR sent an email. So I opened it and uh, the merit raise was the exact amount to the penny uh, on the commitment that uh, we had made. And uh, the interesting thing was it was backdated about three months ago, down to the start date of the initiative. <laughs> Let's thank the Lord for that, huh? <laughs> but there's more. Yes, there is. Uh, so during the disciple-driven initiative, so I had that in the back of the mind, and Kane and I uh, talked about it. 
And uh, this time we made a commitment prayerfully that was a little bit higher. And fast forward three months, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, it was time for our merit raise at work. So I got the email from HR and uh, I opened it. And the first thought that crossed my mind was, I should have made a larger pledge. <laughs> you, know, you see, the merit raise was again exactly the same amount to the penny of the commitment we had made. Uh, isn't that amazing? Wow. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you know, God does that sometimes just to really send us a message. Like, I, I'm going to bless you. Now, we guarantee you if you give a commitment or anything like that, you'll get a raise the next year. No, no. <laughs> it's called the health and wealth gospel, and we're not into that. But I tell you what, uh, when you uh, honor the Lord in giving, He's going to bless you. All right? It might be financially or it might not be. It might be relationally or spiritually or emotionally or meeting your needs. Uh, he doesn't have to bless us at all, but He chooses to. And I just thought this was a really cool story about uh, how God specifically <laughs> spoke to John and Carnegie about their faithfulness uh, to them. Uh, tell us uh, how long, uh, excuse me, how has God used Springbrook uh, in your life? Uh, we've been blessed by the Springbrook family. Uh, we've been challenged by your teaching. Um, and uh, we've been held accountable by the small group ministry. We have uh, seven wonderful uh, families in our small group. And uh, our girls got to know the Lord through the Kids City and the Avana Ministries. So uh, we enjoy being a part of this family, and it's, uh, it is continually a blessing for us. All right. Well, thank you so much, John. Let me pray for you. Thanks. Lord, I want to thank you for John and Carnegie and the girls, and uh, thank you that he serves as an elder here. And much time and wisdom is given uh, to that. And uh, thank you for his heart of generosity, which encourages us all. We can never, ever outgive you. And I just think back on uh, 18 years at Springbrook. I mean, I'm not sure. You know, maybe over $15 million has been given uh, by the saints in order uh, to support uh, your work. And that I, we're just forever grateful for that, for all those people who gave. Uh, to make uh, your local church here uh, work. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you, John. Next, we have Joe Hykus coming out. Now, Joe has been a high-capacity volunteer here at Springbrook uh, for many years in our sound area especially, but he just serves all over the place. And so uh, when we need a new uh, facilities manager, we thought of Joe because he was just perfect for the position. So we welcome you, Joe, as a part of our staff. And it's just, it's like God. He just, God keeps showing up when you're praying. I mean, I was thinking, who could we get? And, of course, Joe Hykus. And that's the way God works uh, when you're walking uh, with him. Uh, now, what do you like about being our new facility director, friend? Well, I love serving, and um, this has given me an opportunity to serve on a different level. Um, and, and working with the staff in the office has been uh, just a joy. Um, but uh, I think that the, the different jobs that I've had throughout my whole life have, have really led me to this position or prepared me for this position. Um, 
we're picking up skills in so many different areas, uh, becoming a well-rounded um, type of guy that can can do the things that need to be done in this in this job. So I'm enjoying yeah. that. Yeah. How did you guys hear about Springbrook? We were in 2010. We were uh, we lived right here in Lake in the Hills, and we found ourselves looking for a uh, home church. Um, and we had seen this church go up, and we thought, you know, hey, we should check that out. And so we came and have never left. Amen. What do you love about being part of the Springbrook family? You know, this church has a lot of um, people that are excited to serve. And I, I think rubbing elbows with them um, and being able to get to know them on a personal level um, as we serve together has been one of my greatest joys. Wonderful. And uh, what are some opportunities that we have now in our ministry, uh, excuse me, our facility area? Well, right now we are uh, winding down to the fall. So uh, we're over the winter we're going to be trying to build up our cutting crew, uh, the ones that cut the lawn and take care of the grounds. Uh, we're looking for landscapers to take care of the flowers and whatnot. Um, so over the winter, if you are interested in that, please do come see us about that. Uh, and we'll be building that up in the spring. We also have uh, facilities coordinators who take care of the uh, physical needs of the building on Sunday mornings. Uh, they open, they close. Um, they're the ones running around checking the heat to make sure everything is um, comfortable for everyone, um, turning the lights on, that kind of thing. We're looking for people to fill in there. And we have a wonderful cutting crew, I mean, a wonderful cleaning crew that come in on Friday. Um, and so we're always looking to add um, people to make, uh, with more hands, easier to work. So yeah. those three areas. It's a great opportunity for men who say, I, I, they can do things, but they you know, don't have the confidence, let's put it that way, uh, to step into things. It's a great way for men to get involved in ministry and anybody else you know, who has a gift of helps and wants to serve. Absolutely. Yeah. Now let's pray, Joe. Lord, I want to thank you for Joe and Heather. I want to thank you for their friendship. And I want to thank you for just all the volunteer hours that Joe has put in here. Just managing our production area and fixing things. And he's an expert in that area. The business is based around it and uh, sound. Uh, and Lord, I pray uh, that you continue to bless them. And I pray that he'll enjoy being part of the Springbrook staff. In Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Good to see you. Next, we have Ray Hernandez coming out to tell his uh, story. Ray and Cindy uh, are just a wonderful couple. Uh, Ray, how'd you hear about Springbrook and how long you've been attending? Nice hat, Dan. What? Nice hat. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was going to throw this off. <laughs> for a church for a very long time, and uh, and then when we got home uh, a few weeks later, we got a postcard in the mail, and we thought, well, there's the Lord's message right there, so we tried it, and got home. Another great postcard oh, yeah. story. Now, Pastor Rich runs a spiritual gift class, and it's going to be, uh, in fact, I think it's, um, yeah, it's on this blue sheet here, and uh, it's... Um, Let's see, uh, starting September 16th, 
So this week from 7 to 8.30 p.m. So as we talk through this, you might be interested and, and fill that out. All right. So why did you go to Pastor Rich's spiritual gift class? Well, um, you know, I always wanted to know uh, why I was good at some things and uh, really bad at others. And, um, uh, you know, I wonder when I was a kid, for example, I would shovel people's sidewalks and, uh, and their stairs and not charge them, and I just like to do it. And uh, to this day, I still blow up my neighbor's driveways, and, and mm-hmm. I didn't know why I was like that, so I learned that. So how did the spiritual gift class help you figure out why you like to shovel people's driveways? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have the gift of helps. Okay, wonderful. And you have, uh, how do you use that particular gift? Oh, well, uh, here at Springbrook? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm uh, <laughs> involved in a lot of different ministries just helping uh, men's ministry, um, help outside in the front a little bit on a grass-cutting team. Uh, basically, if anybody needs help, I'm there to help them if I have time. I know. You're a real servant, my friend. And you also have to get the leadership. How do you use that? Oh, yeah. I found out I had the gift of leadership. I questioned that one, though. Um, well, I <laughs> became a small group leader and uh, also a head host here at the church. Yeah. So I encourage you guys. It's a great class, and it will really help you get started and find out how God has given you a special spiritual gift to use to build up the body. Let's pray. Dear Father, I just want to thank you so much uh, for Ray and Cindy and uh, their ministry uh, amongst us and their friendship and their just enthusiasm. Lord, I pray you bless them in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Dick. Uh, thank you, Ray. Actually, we have Mark and Shar O'Mara coming out, and they're going to be telling us about the United uh, Marriage uh, class, which is also found on that blue insert. You can pull that out. Uh, Bill and Becky Atkinson uh, teach it, and they're going to share their experiences uh, there. So, how'd you guys come to Springbrook? Well, um, the first year it opened, um, we had two of our friends, uh, Bob and Robin Holder, mm-hmm. gave us a call and said, um, what are you doing tomorrow? Call us on a Saturday night. I said, oh, nothing. How would you like to go to church with us? Mm-hmm. At Springbrook Church, right down the street. It's only a couple blocks uh-huh. from your house. I said, hey, you know what? I'm looking for a church right now, but I think I'm going to wait till January. And this was in <laughs> start the new year out right. And this was in August. And uh, I said, you know, you don't have anything to lose. Why don't you just come on out? And I thought about it. I talked over with Char. We decided, yeah, we'd come out here. And we've been coming here ever since. Amen. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I gave my life to Christ that year in uh, oh, December. Praise God. All and you right. gave the salvation Excellent. prayer. Man. Now, why did you guys decide to attend the Marriage United class? Um, you had uh, the Atkinsons up here uh, to promote the class. And they talked about, they, they thought they had a strong marriage to begin with. But after going to the class how it actually strengthened their marriage more than they thought it could even do. Wow. Char, what what was the biggest takeaway for you? Well, you know, I learned more about respect and love. I had no idea that when you roll your eyes at your husband, that's being disrespectful. (laughs) (laughs) I also learned that I'm very selfish, and I dragged poor Mark with me to favors and goodwill and any thrift store I could find. I discovered he hates that. That's the first time he told you. Yeah, he flat out 
Everybody in the class. <laughs> well, thank we, you for your patience, buddy. Yeah, we learned to pray better. I mean, we would pray with each other at home, but we learned how to pray together better through this class. Oh, that's awesome. How about Mark? What was your biggest takeaway? Um, you know, I found out now when we have an argument, rather than jumping right out, I, I, I ask God for advice and how I should respond. Mm. Yeah. And I wait a little bit, and then I respond, and it, it really stops from a larger argument happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for Mark and Shar and uh, just all the ministries they've been involved in over the years, just being part of our disciple-making community. I want to thank you for this Marriage United class. I want to thank you for Bill and Becky, and it really is a powerful class. So I pray that any couples out there, uh, whether they have a strong marriage or maybe their marriage is struggling, it doesn't matter. It's helpful to anybody that they would become engaged in this. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Next, I'd like to have Eric Runk come out at this time. He is one of our elders at Springbrook as well. And uh, we, through our Disciple Driven, uh, we had a partnership with Lawndale Community Church, Inner City Ministries does a wonderful job of holistically discipling uh, people. And Eric went, has gone down both times that we went down. And now Eric has taken leadership of that ministry. And so every two months he's going to be taking people uh, down. So if you're interested in going to Hope House, on your communication slip on the back, just write Hope House. Write Hope House. And uh, we'll get to you and tell you you know, when our next trip is, and there might, might, might be a waiting list. We only can take so many people at uh, one time. So you've been there twice. Uh, what do you think of Hope House and Lawndale and the ministry down there? It's an awesome ministry, and Second Corinthians 5.17 states, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. And you actually, um, you, you see that. When you, when you go down there, you see it and you feel it and, and how it's changing the lives of, of those men, not only for themselves, but for their families and, and their community. And it's just, it's, it's an awesome experience. And I would encourage you, if you're interested, to sign up for that. All right. Uh, tell us what happened on your last trip. Uh, what we've done is we've given Hope House, through our giving, through Disciple Driven, uh, $25,000 uh, to uh, fix Hope House. Hope House, has, <laughs> the main thing is that their roof was falling apart. That's where most of the money goes. But it's all devoted to Hope House and helping this to be a better place uh, for guys uh, who are coming out of prison, who have struggled with alcoholism, struggled with drug addictions, you know, down and out. It's a Christian rehabilitation center, and uh, it's just a marvelous ministry. Uh, so all this money is going toward uh, fixing this building so that it can continue to be a thriving uh, ministry. Now, tell us about your last visit and how you started the process of uh, rehabbing the Hope House. Our last trip that we went down, um, there were three other men and uh, four young women that, that went down to Lawndale. 
And one of the main reasons that we went down there are senior and junior high youth groups um, built bunk beds and disassembled them here, loaded up a U-Haul last Sunday, and the main purpose was to deliver the, the bunk beds. So when we arrived at Lawndale, they had an outdoor church service that day, and um, it was led by the coach uh, who actually started Lawndale, and then six area pastors uh, did a presentation at an outdoor service. So it was really cool. Then uh, during that service, they actually had a car show because Route 66 starts there, so there were all these hot rods and antique cars pulling up. Um, but after the church service, Pastor Joe, who is uh, one of the, the youth founders of Lawndale Community Church 30 years ago, took us on a tour of all of their facilities. Um, after the tour, we ended back at the Hope House, unloaded the U-Haul truck, um, and there were 10 bunk beds. We, we unloaded that with the men from the Hope House, instructed them on how to put the beds together, uh, actually put one of the, the beds together. Um, and the purpose of the bunk beds is to replace the ones that they're currently sleeping on because um, they're metal, they're creaky, uh, they're old, and you can imagine having 40 or 50 men sleeping in a room and anytime somebody moves, a bed's creaking. So uh, that was the main purpose of that. Um, yeah. What a way to bless them, huh? Yeah, let's thank everybody that was involved in that. So again, if you're interested in being involved in the Hope House ministry, just write Hope House on your communication card, and uh, we'll put you on a list, and we'll contact you, and Eric will show you the town. <laughs> great piece, great uh, ministry they have. Dear Lord, I want to thank you for Elder. Uh, excuse me, I want to thank you <laughs> uh, for Eric. I want to thank you for his ministry is a willingness to take leadership of the Hope House ministry. And Lord, I just pray that in our partnership with Lawndale, we just continue to learn and grow in how we disciple people. In Christ's name, amen. amen. Thanks, buddy.